1: October. We have a nice half Hefewe- of. No, it's November. That's right. And we have a nice half of eyes in here. Very tasty. We've got quite a, a lineup of cinema to get to. This was probably about three months ago. One of the best like lineups we could have imagined. We're gonna go over Jojo Rabbit, The Lighthouse, and Parasite, all of which you could argue are from auteurs. Or at least, uh, filmmakers with great personality and sense of themselves as storytellers.
0: Highly discussed, much buzzed about titles, if nothing else.
1: We'll and, um, it. speaking of buzz, let's get on to, uh, first impressions of Bloodshot. What happened? What am I doing here? You got yourself killed. You have been given the second chance. You have an army inside you. I call them nanites. They rebuilt you. and Those are in my blood.
0: They are your blood. Welcome to your future. Alright, we just watched the trailer for Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel. What's your first impression?
1: In the beginning... I was slightly excited and thought, ooh, lots of action, some decent special effects. This might be as fun as Venom was. Then it proceeded to kind of, how do you say, look like the worst parts of a Michael Bay movie or the most recent Terminator film where the dialogue was half-hearted and the angles looked bad on a background setting that looked bad how about you
0: i don't know that i would disagree with any of that i think my response is kind of a boring one i'm not familiar with the property um i don't have super strong feelings about vin diesel in general um don't love him don't hate him he's just vin diesel to me um it looks like it might be entertaining enough i don't know why the first other movie that popped into my mind was punisher or the punisher mm-hmm. um i don't something about the kind of self serious uh aggression of it kind of yeah. brought that to mind um looks like it might be a little too self serious uh but uh i don't know maybe if it's uh just briskly paced enough that it would uh it would entertain me Looks like yes. a possibility
1: i'm I'm hopeful there's more action than what I just saw. Mm -hmm. What I'm worried is that it opened with great action and then had like a a big action set piece with him falling in like elevators and stuff. But other than those, it was all kind of like trying to convince me that his story matters. Mm -hmm. I think we've seen enough movies in the uh, establishing of a superhero's background to know that like that doesn't matter when the content looks like this. Um, in the Joker right that works because the content looks interesting even if it doesn't look good it it still is a level of interesting at almost all times whereas this just looks boring um kind of like a a casual Michael Bay ripoff lacking the the beauty that, that he can conjure to seemingly mundane kitchens and uh bedrooms that are from the future
0: yeah yeah um all fair points um I don't know that I necessarily see it rising to the top of the list of many, many films to see in the near future. Oh, certainly not. Uh, but uh, we'll be uh, curious to see what people think.
1: Yeah, it could it could be an interesting performer, right? It could hit like that two hundred million dollar mark um, if it's not what it looks like. Also, Guy Pierce is in it. That I was like quite Guy surprising Pierce. to me. That to me, in the back of my head, that means that there might be something more interesting to this property. 'Cause he he is kind of finicky for good screenplays, even though most of the good screenplays he picks normally turn into shit movies these days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have a certain affection for Guy Pierce way early on in my movie going days. I just somehow identified him as one of my favorite actors at mm-hmm. the time. I think it was particularly after the Count of Monte Cristo.
1: Ah, yes, um, me too. That and uh the time machine, right?
0: Uh The Time
1: Machine? I don't know that I saw that. Yeah, H.G.
0: Wells adaptation. Oh, I don't know that I am familiar with that one. Yeah. Um, so I do have a certain affection for him. I'm interested to see him pop up here. Um, but will that be enough to get me to it? Not sure.
1: Maybe. We'll it see. depends on if it comes out in February.
0: That's exactly right. That <laughs> could uh, help its chances.
1: All right, on to Bombshell. You have to adopt the mentality of an Irish street cop. The world is a bad place. People are lazy morons. Minorities are criminals. Sex is sick, but interesting. Ask yourself what would scare my grandmother or piss off my grandfather. And that's a Fox story. Oh, it makes so much sense. Women are
0: everywhere. We're letting them play golf and tennis now.
1: HR's on the phone because you called me a skirt. Yeah, Yeah. i
0: got to read that manual again. (laughs) The attitude off camera was even worse. You're a man-hater. Learn to get along with the boys. You're sexy, but you're too much work. I have a whole list. Will other women come forward?
1: All right, Michael, that's the trailer for Bombshell. Trailer number two, if we're going to be specific, it's got quite a bit more meat on it. What do you think?
0: I did not see trailer number one. I think I had just seen some of the stills from this movie that first came out uh, a little while ago. Um, Definitely want to see it. I don't know that the trailer necessarily like raises my expectations or lowers them. Um, I think the, what were
1: your expectations then?
0: Um, kind of neutral. I mean, just intrigued, but, um, not, uh, not overwhelmingly excited. Uh, I think the appeal is the cast. Mm Um, and I, uh, remain open-minded i don't know that i uh, have uh any strong suspicions in any one way what about you
1: i definitely agree with all of that the one thing that comes to my mind is it, it kind of uh it looks clean and in, in a way that um spotlight looked clean it, it doesn't mm. really try to put the form over the content uh in any way it just maintains kind of a interesting level of prowess filmmaking wise consistently, which is very hard to do in the harsh lit settings um, of an office environment. I think personally, which is interesting. Um, I'm not too sure what the um, punch is going to be to a film like this. Um, I I am interested to see if Margot Robbie can somehow um, turn in this performance to be another Oscar nomination. Um, and maybe use it to get an Oscar win she's acting as good as she acted as Sharon Tate and Tarantino except for she has extended dialogue bits here which um, could really put her over the top for that um, but it's it's almost startling because I've been seeing so much of her uh, Harley Quinn trailers mm-hmm. and uh, I, I just personally don't like the look of that movie or mm. the look of um, how she's acting in that film And she seems much more capital A acting in this. And I find it much more interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, in general, movies like this, just, uh, you know, dramatizations of uh, recent true events, um, high profile media events, um, just don't uh, really compel me. I mean, yeah. I think they're maybe going to be more interesting like decades later as sort of, you know, reflections of the the, the way that we interpreted something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, they just don't usually mean that much to me. I can't think of any example of, of something like this that just really blew me away. Um, but, uh, you know, what's more interesting is, is just to think about what it is. Yeah. Um, Re- reflecting about it so quickly after it happened, you know, mm-hmm. in movie time at least, yeah, um, and what that will you know, sort of look like in the, in the future So, The,
1: we'll the one thing I am very happy about is John Lithgow putting on a fat suit again He looks good. He was great well, as good, Winston but... Churchill in The Crown mm-hmm. and he looks like he might be great as Roger Ailes in this um, I expect to see kind of a dark horse uh, campaign for him as Best Supporting Actor
0: I could see that um, very uh, into whatever it, it is he's doing here.
1: Which is being his best version of evil. All right. On to the titles for the week. Let's start with Jojo Rabbit. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. You got me in so much trouble. Kids, it's time to burn some books! are
0: yeah! growing up too fast. And you shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics.
1: Uh, Hitler, I wish more of our young boys
0: had your blind fanaticism. (laughs) This is directed by Taika Waititi. Mm -hmm.
1: Starring a little bit, Taika Waititi, of Boy and What We Do in the Shadows and the What We Do in the Shadows television show and Thor Ragnarok fame.
0: Hunt for the Wilder People. Ah, yes. That's one of the few that, I knew there uh, was hits one that I've seen. I've seen Hunt for the Wilder People as well as What We Do in the Shadows. I did see Boy, actually. So it's just Thor Ragnarok that I did not see. I think Ooh, he's prob- probably that's got a fun some one. titles.
1: You could yeah. put that on easily. Gabby wouldn't complain.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, This is, uh, in case folks are not familiar with it, this is set during World War II. Yes, it is. It is about a... Uh, Young boy, a young German boy who is a would be little Nazi. Well, he's, with a big he's part of the,
1: what is it, Jungenkinder? He's part of the Hitler Youth, mm-hmm. um, which all children that were not being murdered at that time had to be part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's presented kind of as a conscription for public service. Um, like at the point in time here when we would have our boys join Boy Scouts, they were just joining the Hitler Youth. And it, it very interestingly opens up with, which I thought was a great metaphorical point, with um, the, the conjun- conjunction of the Beatles playing and people reacting to Hitler, which I think is something that's very lost in the contemporary um, attempt to understand these people that we view as villainous. Um, and most of them. Maybe weren't quite as um, free willed into hate speech and thought as we think. They were more thinking that they were nationalistically going along with something that they didn't understand the consequences of. And I think it does a really good job of exploring the um, idiocy of people um, that are, that, when they don't know the truth.
0: Mm hmm. Which is tricky because it's mostly about kids. So, is yes. do you think are you left with the feeling that these kids were idiots?
1: Um, no, I think these kids were kids, and I think yeah. that um, I think that growth has many stages, and and so does propaganda.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I think that the um, the German propaganda machine, especially in the form of film, is one of the the greatest propaganda machines. Um, that we've seen since the, the rise of, of the newspaper press.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, uh, he's a kid and he's been badly brainwashed to believe some very ludicrous things about Jews. And that's where most of the satire, um, is aimed in, um, emphasizing the ludicrousness of, the, the beliefs instilled in these kids uh-huh. and the hatred that um is being that they're being indoctrinated into um and then it's about this boys um struggling to reconcile that with empathy he feels that he's surprised to feel yes um, when he finds a Jewish girl in his house in his walls um I am
1: pretty mixed on it overall um which is did you uh, laugh? I did laugh. Yeah, did you I laugh think... more than six times? More than six times. Just a probably about number. five or six times. Five or six chuckled. times. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. I think
0: it is funny. Um, I do think some. I think. I do think the humor is clever. Um, I think for me, it's the, the, the kind of a similar issue I've had with YTD in general, which is just that. uh the sentimentality is pretty straightforward in a way that I just don't find that interesting. I think um, the quirkiness is um, kind of conventional in a way. Like, it's pretty crowd-pleasing mm-hmm. in its quirkiness. Um, and I just don't think it's it really is willing to engage with the queasiness of what it's really about in, in a sufficient enough way for me. I think it's too concerned with the cuteness with the, the humor and um, I don't know. I just, I think uh, it just comes up short in really acknowledging the horror of what uh, it's all about. It just, it just fell short of that for me.
1: I think that where I'd push back is that the, the quirkiness and the sentimentality um, are extremely conventional, and do build up a very, um, I think, crowd appeasing, but also like crowd appealing, in the sense that it it is identifiable to every single audience member. When Scarlett Johansson is really just rocking in this movie, she's doing a great job performing, especially for the content, and when she grabs the ash and uh, smushes it on her face and then pretends to be the dad and then um, totally does a complete reversal of helping her son process his very complex emotions about his father being lost to the war that she can't tell him he's actually a rebel fighting against the thing that he believes in because he thinks his dad believes in that. Um, And the way that she navigates that in the movie and then when she's hanging and we see her shoes and the development of those shoes. I think that there there's a deep well of darkness in the movie, um, that is almost hilarious because of the way that it's depicted with um, that the, the people are being depicted with love regardless of who they are. And I thought that that was kind of the the bigger conversation he was having was he's showing Thomason and Mackenzie and the the boy in the film in, in the same. Way and he's letting them each act out and kind of be mean or cruel, but he's not doing it with a judging lens at any point. Um, and I thought that that was really genius. And when he starts to use his lens to judge, it's it's at points when, um, Sam Rockwell is being loomed over by Stephen Merchant, and it just mm. looks like, What the That's heck? A and um, and it, it shows like you know these villains like Sam Rockwell is the leader of the Jung and Kinder, um Nazi group and, and then he has a moment of kindness that we don't really discern until after Thomas and Mackenzie reveals something um, and then he goes on to you know develop a a gay relationship with another man um, and there's just there's a subtle subtext to the film i think that isn't really subtle at all but the way that he presents it is subtle i guess um that i i think is very um i I think it speaks to more depth than maybe you're sounding like it has
0: it was not uh it did not strike me as of that much depth that is correct um, I think you'll disagree with me on this, but to me, how the public hangings were shot, how they were framed, I think is actually kind of representative of the biggest problem here for me, which is that it is purposefully not willing to look at the horror of what it's about in the eyes.
1: Yeah, in a it's way that I found reading.
0: very troubling. Um, okay, I mean, I think there is a there is value in a crowd pleasing take on this kind of thing but to me it's 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 also pandering in a way um like it's it's still leans too m- too much into wanting to be cute and not queasy um in a way that i just i just couldn't shake it is funny and it is cute but i also just uh come away from it feeling like it's it's too cute i, I don't I, I just yeah
1: so i think we have two different reads um and, and i guess i, I want to see where you line up on this. Do you think that his goal is to not be queasy? Or do you think his goal is to pass MPA ratings so that it can get a wide release instead of an R-rated release?
0: I haven't put that much as, I haven't put as much thought into what his goal is versus just how I, how it made me feel. Okay, What do you think?
1: I think I I line up more with the intention of getting this into the hands of, of children which is the subject of the film more than I think that he was deliberately trying to make things not queasy. But you, you might be right. Maybe in his head, uh, he thought that like, if I make it too front on, then children won't stay through it and engage with it in the right, in the, in the way that he would deem is the right way to try to interact with the work. You know, maybe they would put their walls up and, and be like, Oh, this is something that I can't understand. I, I do respect, though, that it feels like something that someone can understand from the current generation without having to do any historical research at all. Um, and I, I think that the content has value. Um, e- even though your your points might be right, I, I would still say that it's more valuable than not valuable. Um, and... Honestly, the the shoe was just as as uh, sad for me as it would have been to see her dead face. I just it would have been a different thing to see her dead bloated face. I, I would say, and so if if you wanted to see her dead bloated face and and all the others, yeah, I get it. I kind of wish it was more Peter Louis as well, but I I don't know. There there is a place for this type of. Glimmery, shiny surface work art that does have a little bit of depth to it.
0: I disagree. I don't know that I would want to show this to a kid and say, this is a um, softened vision of what really happened. I think you need to wait until you're sure that your kid can um, understand how like absolutely awful this was. Like, I don't know that this is uh, the kind of family this isn't the kind of thing that I think warrants a family friendly approach. Um hmm. I, I wouldn't want my So you're viewing kid it to, as a
1: historical depiction.
0: Uh it uh it's a period piece. Yeah. Period satire. Okay. okay. Yeah.
1: I, I think that I th- that might just be another thing. I think that I might view it more as a contemporary criticism. Um as well as a as so it's playing in the historical Ville land, but I think it's more contemporary leaning. Um, personally, um, that's just how I'm inclined to interpret it. But I totally get your point. Like, if we're talking about understanding the horrors specifically of World War II as the absolute purpose of the film, then I agree. I do mm. think that it's playing a little bit of double speak with the with contemporary culture, though, and that's where yeah. I'm trying to that that's what I'm saying about that. I guess, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think you can, um, have contemporary takeaways. I mean, in a way, I don't know that I'm really at a point right now where, um, I'm in the mood to laugh at Nazis though, like with, with more and more, you know, far right ideology, um, coming back to life. Like, I don't know that I really want to, to laugh at it right now, um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it it has contemporary resonance. Um, uh, and And maybe if it was me just a little more willing to acknowledge aesthetically um, how how sickening this this kind of is, I would um, appreciate the the satire a bit more. But I just don't know that for me, it's the kind of thing that I want a family friendly version of.
1: Yes. Uh, agree to disagree perhaps yeah I, but I i think that um art like this has a place and a purpose and um you, you know if it is upsetting then at any level then maybe that's a good thing to for uh, it to, to thing, be though. out it's, there though you know? it, like i
0: don't know that it's upsetting enough like i think people are going to say it's a cute movie um that i don't know that that just even if they say it's a cute
1: movie the um the subtext of the cute movie is that the nazis all die that a young boy lets go of his awful beliefs and kicks them out the window Hmm. and um you know i think that that the subtext of the movie isn't a bad lesson um if it's taken the way that I interpreted it, perhaps.
0: Oh yeah, I, I I would agree. I mean, I think there absolutely is a worthwhile lesson about a kid, um, about you know just the 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 confusion a kid would have to deal with when um, he's been taught one thing and then is confronted with an instinctual sense of empathy. Hmm. I mean, I mean the that core through line I think works and is actually why. I think my, my rating will be higher than it would sound like I might have given it based on my comments so far. Um, I think that does work. And I think, like, the particulars are usually pretty good. Like, I think the cast is good. I think it looks pretty good. It's more just kind of the general conceit um, that uh, I don't know does as much for me as yeah. it has some um, others.
1: It's beautifully framed as well. Um one of my, I, I don't know, the subtext of the film is the thing that gets me, right? Like, and McKenzie is actually, I believe, a Jewish New Zealand girl who we'd last seen in um, the film with Ben Foster, which was Leave No Trace, right? Yep. Um, it looks like she's grown up. Is she just me? she sure does. Yeah. Um, and she's looking like a great actress. Like, she might have a, a bigger range than we were um, aware of when we watched Leave No Trace. But the, the particular subtext of the film that I find the, the most um, enjoyable and, and snarky and makes me smile is that Taika himself is a Jewish New Zealand person as well. And he's the writer, director, and plays Hitler. And just knowing that he gets to make fun of Hitler as a writer, director, and performer as a Jewish person, puts a smile on my face.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes when directors cast themselves, it can feel a little vain. Here, it's like he's not going to have to... He doesn't want to have anybody else have to play Hitler. He was like, if I'm going to do this, I will at least bear that responsibility. I can appreciate that. Um, And I definitely like Thompson and McKenzie. It's already sentimental enough, like, if it had been played... If it had evoked more pity for her, that would have been... Even more problematic for me. I like that she's tough; that she's yeah. like pushing back against him. Yeah, that's great. And that was a surprise for me. I thought for sure it was going to go the other way, where she was going to no. be cowering in the corner. Um, that was fun. Yes, I, I did appreciate that. Um, and I think the friendship with the other boy—I forget his name. Porky, uh, right? Is that his name? Yeah, I feel like uh, it was. he was great. He was a funny kid.
1: Yeah, hilarious.
0: And and the lead kid, uh, is is he's really fantastic. good, yeah, 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 very easy company, even if he is a wannabe Nazi. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, I I don't think that's true in real life. So right, I'll I'll grant him a pass. Thank God. Um, on to the lighthouse.
0: What's a Timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. Just like any man. Starting new. On the run.
1: Keeping secrets, are you? No, sir. Why just fill you your beans? Do you hear that? What do you hear? The sound of the lighthouse. The call of the
0: lighthouse. I hear ocean waves. I hear a horn. I hear farting. <laughs> I hear all kinds of things. I hear
1: a, a seagull being smashed to smithereens.
0: Whoa, That was intense. That caught me off guard. No doubt.
1: I think that we agree on this film.
0: I think so. I think your words were... High, gave it higher praise than, than I did. I think we... Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, you said it was... Well, um, uh... One of the most engaging uh, period pieces, right? Yes. In the entire history of the medium. though,
1: Those are bold words. Yeah, yeah. I think that that when I sat down, I didn't... I mean, just personally, I, I was so engrossed that I didn't ever look at my, my phone's timer and think like, okay, this movie's this long and I've sat here for this long since the trailers like I normally do. I was just 100% engrossed in what was going to happen next. Um, I didn't feel like the film was perfect or or overtly love it or any of that stuff but as far as like direct engagement with the piece of cinema it had me by the face and um you know that's worth just as much as anything else and you know film
0: yeah yeah I was a big fan um I would confess like there were times where it lost me a little bit um it's usually more during scenes of dialogue if I like if I could, I probably would have used about a quarter less of dialogue. I think what I felt most was um, scenes of them just going about the daily drudgery. Um, those shots that um, give it such an atmospheric feel. Um, uh, I didn't have as much of a problem with um, not being able to understand all the dialogue in The Witch because I was always able to like follow the broad strokes easily enough that I was just Terrified, regardless. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, like, the core of the movie, uh, you know, is their relationship. They kind of have these, like, highs and lows. One scene, they're uh, ready to fight. The next, they're jolly and dancing. I just wasn't always able to follow, like, what exactly is leading them from one thing to the next. And it's mm-hmm. probably the point. They're kind of going crazy. Um, I was not, like, totally involved in their in the dynamic between them, even though I was able to understand it and follow it in a general kind of way, um, that maybe just kept me a little distant from it. But I think the general vibe is extremely compelling and it's fantastic looking and sounding.
1: Yes. Um, interesting. Dialogue was one of my favorite things about really? it. Um, yeah. it, it just felt so lived in and, and owned, um, I, I don't necessarily understand every word that is said but I understand the or it it served to understand the manner in which they were speaking yeah. so that even if you didn't know the content of the speech you understood the the in, intent behind it um which allowed me to keep up with the scenes um as far as the the going mad thing um yeah it's for me it was something between that and um you know being really, 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 really alcoholic alcoholics um, that made me um, kind of lean into the I don't know what mood they're going to be in this turn. Um, Yeah, it's got some weirdness to it, like as far as breaking the scrimshaw and whether or not that actually broke the curse or not, whether or not there Mm -hmm. are elder gods, um, that type of thing, but what I liked about it is, um, if you've ever read H.P. Lovecraft, this is kind of the most H.P. Lovecraft a movie could be, because it's not at all about something mysterious that that controls someone. It's about the humans going about their day-to-day life slowly devolving into total insanity. Um, and then that one insert shot that makes you think, maybe... Maybe there's Elder Gods um, that I found very um, engrossing and fascinating. But the just the look of the film is unprecedented.
0: Fantastic looking movie, no doubt.
1: Um, did, did you listen to that interview I recommended? I did not. I don't
0: have okay. any hard and fast rule about uh, when I listen to interviews and when I don't hear. There was still so much left that I just hadn't... Um, Gotten a reading on yet that I kind of thought I would wait. Like, I, oh, I do it, it doesn't on cover this more. the content
1: at all. That's why no? I, I steered oh, it towards it. Got it. Now. Got it. Because it's well, just about share with me the, the craftsmanship. So, the earliest lens that they use in this film is from 1903. Wow. And that's part of the way that they got this look is by using all these different lenses. I believe they said like the newest lens they use is from 1940. Mm. And they shot it on, you know, some super fancy version of Kodak black and white where um, once it hits a certain threshold of black it does something called bottom out which mm-hmm. is what allowed the look of the film to have this and they didn't actually shoot it in the aspect ratio it's projected at mm-hmm. they shot it in something like one one nineteen or something weird Um, so yeah no that's why I steered you towards it because it's just uh, it's so it, maddening it. to learn like what they did and and I mean it does in the the interview did elucidate like they didn't do rehearsals for dialogue mm. they did rehearsals for the blocking because they had to bend their bodies in order to actually be in the frame that's hilarious so it was just about learning how to be in the film at all while they said their dialogue that they had to rehearse for the film Yeah, and that's one of the first times I've ever heard like Anything like that where it's the actors were simply rehearsing how to make the film look right, not their parts Mm -hmm. necessarily. Not, you know, their identity or or the dialogue because these two actors are so vastly accomplished and and so, so good at the craft.
0: Yeah, yeah. That does sound like a safe listen. Sometimes I just don't want the mystery taken away quite yet. You never know if the director is going to be like that doesn't mean this, this means this, it, which I think directorists should always just stop talking about that kind of thing. I never, yes, I, and I've never um, sent
1: you a interview link that would have that content. Cause I know I that you wouldn't that. listen to it. I send right. you very few interviews
0: carefully chosen. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean the, the craft, uh, is, uh, high caliber, no doubt. Um, that is, uh, far and away the, the crux of the appeal for me. Um, and uh, just just that sense of isolation. Um, for me, I always took it kind of literally. I didn't think of it so much as um, there being any um, mythical component. I, I did most of what I saw, I assumed, was um, within these guys' heads. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was completely wrapped up in this sense of just being so miserably alone in the company of someone who's kind of driving you nuts, which kind of competes with the desire for company, mm-hmm. um, particularly of a sexual nature mm-hmm. um, and how you just would get cap and fever and uh, it would just be unbearable. Um, and to me, that's what I read that the seagull, um, as indicating, it's just this this taunt that the seagull can can leave anytime it wants, and it, it drives him literally insane. Um, that Interesting.
1: This, okay.
0: Just a small nugget. I buy. My, my I buy into
1: that as a viable interpretation.
0: I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and I think they're both great. I I can't quite decide if sometimes it's a little too stagey for me um or not uh i think i mostly was okay with that
1: i like the staginess yeah. personally but like i yeah you're right it might be it's too stagy to a point where i am not recommending this to either of my parents yeah at yeah. all ever not even if there was a fire <laughs>
0: my parents would hate it but dad don't watch I, it.
1: I still love it you, you know um and it's in it's in that line of of you know tomfoolery almost where it's like we're taking this very serious but the content is so absurd to anyone that isn't willing to take it seriously
0: yeah yeah um yeah completely mesmerized by the craft i wish i had just followed some of the plot details better um the the backstory with winslow it felt meaningful to me though because there's so much of this sexual imagery um, and then to have that backstory about Winslow, Robert Pattinson's character, um, ab- about his, this incident as, at the lumber mill when he mm-hmm. was a lumberjack. Um, and I just couldn't tell I'm like, was this an accident? Was he into this guy? It feels like he had an affection for him. Like there's desire there. Certain um, text going on. Yeah. But it was less a question of like, what does it mean? That's usually a fun question versus what did he just say? That That's usually less yes. of an interesting question. So th- There was some mild frustration there, but it was kind of undone by hmm. just the craft, because I was wrapped up in that.
1: So. I was leaning towards the idea that there's no way that he would have edited it for there to be a clear interpretation. I kind of treat it like Paul Schrader's First Reformed, where it's like, they're just he edited it specifically so that you couldn't have the one correct interpretation of the film. So I, I was less engrossed in those ideas. And I, I personally assumed that like the, the intent from Eggers is um, to just trust the way that you're feeling and go with the film as much as you can um, and just trust that. And you'll probably end up where you should um, as, as a viewer who's interacting with something.
0: I think that's possible, but I just don't know. Like I suspect that if we were to read the screenplay, we would be like, Oh, that's what he said and that would probably mean something to us. Yeah, um, but it's would a it different kind of ambiguity. Outcome? I don't know. That that's okay. why like yes, I, I completely see the deliberately um added ambiguity in first performed whereas here, like, I can't tell if um I was supposed to have understood that backstory better than I did or not. That's I think where it was a little frustration came in. Um, again, still very positive, but I think there is this give and take between the period speak adding real texture, and you not or me feeling like I'm not sure if I got what I was supposed to. Hmm.
1: Um, to to me the outcome is so on important you, you know like it just makes everything unimportant the way the way that things go so i just didn't i in retrospect i i don't see too much importance to those i'm more interested in like was that dead body actually there mm. um are the elder gods actually a subtext to the film was that siren actually there those types of things if we're going to start like treating the film like what it presents as real um i guess because even then the the subtext of the film is that you can't trust the interpretations of these characters Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: that flashback is a subjective flashback so like why should i even trust what he's doing um is kind of what's going on with for me personally so yeah
0: well i completely agree all of that is great you know whether or not these um, visions are real, whether or not um, the, the, the mermaid is there or anything like that. All that is great, and that's where I think more of the visual storytelling is done. Um, but when Willem Dafoe screams, You spilled the beans! And I don't know exactly what he spilled the beans about. Um, if it was an accident, if it was intentional... Oh, it was which- his
1: assumption of the uh, the man's identity.
0: Oh, right, right, right. But whether or not... like it it just seems like there were meaningful details that i wanted more from that probably would have gotten me from like a 4 just very good to a 5 um it just yeah i think the period speak became a little bit of a hurdle um in relation to those
1: but would think, you want no period speak
0: no no yeah um, it's... i would keep it it's definitely worth it um but it, that i think that is what kept me from um Getting higher than I did with it, while the craft is completely absorbing. Yeah,
1: I and, and when you say the craft is completely absorbing, I, I would say the craft from both of the men in front of the camera as well. Um, Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are as good as they've been. I, I think that personally, Willem Dafoe's greatest performance very well might be found here or at Eternity's Gate. Yeah, um, You know, even though it's a superhero movie, his turn as Green Goblin was incredible. And then Mississippi Burning, he's phenomenal in. Like, this is as good as he's been. And same for Pattinson. I can't think of another role where I enjoyed his performance as much. I, I'm not on the hype train of Good Time. That's like a three mm. and a half to four for me. Really like it. Didn't really get on his the wavelength of his performance. Um, might change on a rewatch just kind of where I landed the first time didn't know what I was getting into with the softy film as my Mm -hmm. first softy. Um, so, you know, I normally people point to that, but like, can you think of a better Pattinson performance than good time, which I know you're a huge fan of? Um,
0: no, not particularly. Um, yeah, I mean, I liked him in high life, but I don't think that's what I liked about that movie necessarily. Um, so Yeah, I would agree. in terms of his filmography, this is probably up there. Okay. Yeah, cosmopolis. You liked cosmopolis, right?
1: I did. That's a good point. The, that might be up that, there. Though. He he's very. Yeah, it's a totally different role, but he's he's very engrossing in it. Yeah, I might yeah. I might go with cosmopolis as well. Good point.
0: Generally speaking, I I I just usually lean towards the less is more kinds of performances. So I like Willem Dafoe in something like the Florida Project. It's a very different from the bombast of this. He, he
1: is good. I, I do think there's something a little bit different about a supporting performance than a, a
0: star sure. performance. So totally I yeah.
1: I'm not gonna really think about things where he's definitely a supporting actor. Mm-hmm. He's he's a great thing that brings life to that, but um I I don't know that I I'd say that like as an actor, that's just an incredible performance. You, you know, I think mm-hmm. I need a little bit more capital A out of it.
0: Capital A acting? Is that yeah. What said? yeah. That's fair. Uh, Yeah. I thought it was great.
1: So, so perhaps Eggers, he, while he's a great auteur, is actually best at putting an actor in a situation to be mesmerizing. He did it first with mm-hmm. Anya Taylor-Joy before she had risen to fame at all. Um, And he's done it with two guys who are already pretty famous and given them perhaps their best roles or one of them.
0: Yeah, I would think so. Um, I still, you know, this is just my personal takeaway. I could have used even, less of them. I like the shots of them just going about their business, the exterior shots, all of that is what really adds to the the atmosphere for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, I completely see what you're getting at. <laughs> yeah.
1: few more anecdotes before we close out. The entire everything you saw in the film was built for the film. Mm-hmm. I like all that. of it. Um, and second, he was talking about Nosferatu in like a past tense
0: oh maybe it's already in the
1: can so it's very possible because we know that he's about to begin production on the northman
0: yeah the northman
1: so it's either scheduled to begin production when everyone's thing is free and he's already finished the screenplay and it's approved by 24 or it's already been shot and they're delaying it until 2022 for post effects or something i don't understand but um, so,
0: appropriately shrouded in mystery
1: so yes there, there's a lot to look forward to between Nosferatu being spoke about in the past tense and the Northmen moving forward with Skarsgård and Kidman I believe in the next six months so good things ahead Eggers is, is going to give us one a year perhaps for a while um, on to Palm Door winner Parasite 거지.
0: I'm
1: deadly serious.
0: Directed by Bong Joon-ho. Parasite, the South Korean film, probably the most buzzed about movie
1: of the year, I would Mm -hmm. go ahead and say. The most buzzed about South Korean film since probably The Handmaiden, right? Shoplifters is close, but I think
0: that's probably safe to say. I think it is a great movie. What about you?
1: I agree. It is a great movie. However, for this conversation, I watched it a second time so that I could have seen it more recently, and it turns out that when you already know the content of the film, it is less engrossing, and the first time I watched it, the thing that made it so great was that it wouldn't let my face go, like I just talked about with The Lighthouse.
0: Yeah. There's nothing like a first time with something that has uh, uh, such a key twist. Correct. Um, Yeah. I suppose I didn't have as transcendent of an experience with it as many people have. I'm gonna chalk that up to just having really high expectations, right? Sometimes this much praise, this much buzz, doesn't do a movie any favors because it just gets me so overly excited that it can't possibly like hit that. And it did I have the, nothing bad to say about it. This it movie. did the
1: opposite for me, honestly. All the buzz because yeah. yeah. I was thinking like, oh man, I really didn't care for Shoplifters last year. Like Mm. I gave it a four, but I didn't really like it at all. Um, so this is probably going to be another thing that I don't really like, you you know, like Mm. as far, as far as Palm door winners go, like I like very few of them, the way Mm. that they're responded to publicly, like blue is the warmest color and sexualized and videotape are probably the only two that I'm anywhere in line with the can judges on. Like, this is a transcendent work of cinema at this time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, but you know, I've had movies like that before that happened to me with Manchester by the sea where I was like, that was a great movie. Not sure I get the hype. And I saw it a second time once and I just knew what I was getting into. And then I was like, wow, that is a great movie. It just just took it to the next level for me. I think that would happen here because I have nothing but good things to say about it. Um, for me, it's just an expertly managed tonal juggling act. Mm -hmm. Um, you could describe this in so many different ways, uh, I think of it as a socially conscious home invasion thriller with elements of family drama, slapstick comedy, and outright horror. And all of those are woven together pretty seamlessly. Um, And it's uh, thrilling with really clean um, ideas woven in. Uh, It's a good movie. If you can't tell.
1: It, it is a good movie. I I think it's just so consistent that you just are, are kind of dumbfounded by, by it because it's never got a weak spot. Like you can't mm-hmm. really go, well, it was a great movie except this is one of mm-hmm. those rare movies where it's there is no except. There, there just isn't. It's kind of like a david fincher movie that way like you Mm. can't point at a fincher movie and say it's great except unless you're gonna say something that's prevalent in the whole film right you know and that's the same thing we see here um the casting is amazing um the the performance is completely committed and and the slow build of the smell of boiled rags and people that live in half basements Mm -hmm. the visual communication of uh, you know, the the geographical location as, as far as where you are in height and how that tells an incredible story when we see someone who's in a basement on a hill who seems like drivel flush their toilet and know that this family, miles away, very far down the hill, is now being flooded by that very flush. Um, it, it raises a whole new perspective to like class warfare and that type of stuff um so it's visually interesting it's it's thematically interesting i just don't know on the second watch if it's there again or if it relies Mm -hmm. too much on the reveal of the basement to really be a you know a perfect film And, and that's the point of criticism here yeah. It's not a perfect film, Michael. That's my criticism.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I, I can't point to any real flaws or things that bother me about the craft, but I, do, I have wondered, like, is there maybe just not enough, like, ambiguity to it for me to really be as um, wondered by it uh, or impressed I, yeah. by it in the second go-round, right? I think, like, the ideas about inter-class relations and then intra-class relations are pretty directly woven into the plot. Um, so there, there, you know, isn't a lot of room for interpretation. I think no. everyone can pretty uniformly agree exactly what this is about, mm-hmm. which I think has been maybe deemed a, I don't know if it's been deemed a good thing or not, but it, uh, it, that seems to be the case. And I maybe and like I for think something that, that, that leaves now, me a little more room to think.
1: Yeah, now, now I'm at that point where I you'd watched it the first time before I'd watched it a second time. And I kind of disagreed, but now thinking back on your comments, I think I do lean more that way. Like, I specifically your point about ambiguity. Like, Mm -hmm. who are the the villains? It's unanimously the dumb wife and the rich husband. Mm -hmm. And the fact that that's all they are, and there's like no redeeming quality to them. They're not interesting Mm -hmm. in any way. Um, They don't really have their own backstories of complications or, or interest really makes me come down on the film. Mm. And it's not like I watched the movie and was like, Oh, that's so obvious. It's just like, as I think about why I'm reacting this way, it's it's like, okay, well, if there is no reveal now, then I'm spending more time with this stuff.
0: And this mm-hmm. stuff is
1: empty. Like it's easy to forgive the kids. They're kids. You know, mm-hmm. they're still growing and developing, and she's falling in love with um, our our main boy. The son is um, an artist who's mm-hmm. troubled, and the sister's interaction with him is, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's just this empty well of, of stupidity that isn't even explored, like the background Whoa. of, you, you know? And I'd like to see a background on, like, why she trusts people's recommendations instead of herself to go find things. Like, that could be interesting. Um, And I I think we do spend enough time with the family that we could have spent a little bit differently to actually explore that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I was thinking I might go higher on it on rewatch having now known what i'm getting into whereas you've gone the other way it's interesting yes yeah um yeah i i will be curious to see on rewatch um if i which way i go um yeah uh i don't know what else to to say there's lots to chew on i mean i, I think you're right the the visual storytelling is key these these ideas of of high and low and those you know representations of um high and low class um and uh i think it is a very clever surprise right that um this family has thinks they've found this secret ladder into upward mobility and it turns out they're fighting for the same rung on it with somebody Mm -hmm. else i mean the, the, the idea is crystal clear and i just wonder if it's maybe too clear um yes but it also is great it's it's quite thrilling um you talked about the compositions like i i do think there's so much visual information in in detail um you know the uh the motif of scent is obviously constant yes. but there's that one in the car where the wife you know has her feet up on has that, her feet up on i love that touch. on the headrest so and good. then is
1: plugging her nose and just the the deep that's the point like it while that is hilarious at a surface level the, the back to that is that like she's that uninteresting of a character mm. you know like she's not doing that with a venom or vigor or or anything um clever about her she's just doing that passively mm. and that for me makes the the play of it much less interesting. Yeah. Because there isn't an ulterior motive. There isn't a clear background as to why this is happening. There's just nothing besides her behavior. And Mm -hmm. her behavior is uh, abhorrent at some level, and we all agree and move on.
0: Very oblivious at the least.
1: Yeah, that's so not real. You know, like bad people aren't really that one-dimensional, and that's what I don't Mm -hmm. like, the one-dimensionality.
0: Yeah. um, Maybe it's just uh, being familiar with his other work that can be so crazy. I think the twist is great and how it feeds into uh, the the theme evolving. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it like just totally knocked me back on my heels like I thought it would. Plot twists aren't everything. I don't know why. I just thought there might be something even crazier going on down there. Hmm. To say that I was—I I don't even want to say this because I like it so much overall, but I would confess I was maybe like just a teensy bit disappointed um, by the reveal. Still good, still very positive on it, but um, it's—I uh, don't know—I just wanted something even further out there, maybe. Yeah.
1: The, the first time I watched it, like I, I was like, okay, this isn't like. Insane. So we're still staying within the bounds of the universe, you, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't know if we were gonna go oak joke crazy or not. Um, and I kind of liked that we didn't that first viewing. And then I, I was very intrigued by the idea of Morse code through the lights um, from someone underneath, trying helplessly to to communicate with someone so far outside of their purview or their their jurisdiction or their their monetary area you you know um first the the husband who had been living down there um that would do the lights as a thank you
0: um Mm.
1: and that he would morse code the thanks every night as well and turning into the communication between the boy and his father um I I found that very rich it felt very um great Gatsby Mm. um the first time I watched it and the second time um it just kind of lost a lot of the movie lost that intent for me. Um, it turned into a lot more of a just, uh, walking thriller cause mm-hmm. I already knew the twist was coming and it was just less interesting the the stuff that I still find interesting to chew on is the ideas of, of the bathroom and the half basement where the toilet is on at the highest part of it. Mm. And it's the only part where they're equal to the guy that pisses in the street next to them. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's where they have to go to steal the Wi-Fi.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you, you know, they're stealing the waste, literally, and and they have to go up to do it, to mm-hmm. even be on the same level as as thieves. Mm-hmm. Um, the The fumigation scene, like, that's the stuff that I find interesting, and it's honestly when they leave the basement and kind of stop interacting with those ideas of class that I just kind of got bored.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like just how they get integrated into the family and how it's all about recommendation. Mm-hmm. And this is that it's more about cunning than credentials to make your way up the ladder. Right? Yeah, I but mean, there's no the, background to that. That's the problem. Uh, for me, there was enough. Like, I, I got the sense like that the girl is actually talented. Right? When you see her. Uh, no, 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 no. That's
1: around. interesting. It's just like the why are they going off of recommendation?
0: oh oh um well that feels actually very real to me like yeah uh, it does there but there's no
1: have, there's no meat to it like I wanted, to I, wanted, th- wanted th- to I, felt
0: I very much related to that that like you feel like the only way you can break into the upper cross is if you know somebody no matter mm. no matter what you know um it's it's the power of you know connections and brands yeah. um that uh that can feel someone unfair. um the little touches with the um u.s quality goods that the husband and wife keep talking about they're like i wish i could remember a specific you know but they're talking about different things they have i think and they're like oh yeah it's from the u.s
1: yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, good. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the uh the bow or the, the arrows yeah, 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 for yeah. The bow. yeah exactly um that's how you know it's good yeah, yeah. and yeah. then that's where she she went to Illinois art school, and yeah, so that yeah, that's, that's right. how they know she's good.
0: Right, right. Again, it's it's sort of that just, and um, it's he
1: speaks English. That's how they know he's good.
0: Yeah, this this just sort of um, blind belief in the value of certain things mm-hmm. because of the reputation or the brand or something like that versus any sort of like real scrutiny of of uh, what they're buying or who they're inviting into their house. Yeah, um, and uh, what that um, brings for them. Um, I think is 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 pretty clever. Uh but uh yeah, I mean, when you think about watching this, um, you know, side by side with Stow piercer, do you think of do you think of these movies as trading too much of the same ground? I've been kind of wrestling that with myself, or, or is this a meaningful progression in the Bong Jun Ho Oeuvre?
1: No, they're 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 both dealing with similar uh themes and and theses but they're they're definitely walking on different ground to get there Um, and and they have different outcome variables right where the the end of Parasite is literally like his manifesto is to get rich and buy the house Mm. like the most uninteresting manifesto ever and the, the end of Snowpiercer is to abandon everything you know and try to not die in the thing that would surely kill you Mm-hmm. Um, which I find much more engaging and the presentation of performance and violence in Snowpiercer was much more engaging. Um, I just recently rewatched it to make sure it wouldn't be in my top 10 of the decade. It's not, mm. but it's it's probably top 50. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great movie. I, I don't think Parasite would be above it, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. I, I think Parasite's going to drop down my list quite a bit now. Okay. Um, so... I, I do think that it's playing with, with the same stuff, but it, it's not got the same outcome variables in mind. Whereas I think may maybe more in line with Snowpiercer yeah. than this.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I think I maybe responded more to the ending in Parasite than you did and uh, the, the kid wanting to buy the house. Um, you know, we hear about the dad always scurrying away when, when things go wrong or something like that. I liked the idea that it was out of shame that, you know, this is about in part of uh, a father wanting to be able to provide a lifestyle like this for his kids and how that ultimately comes full circle. And, and a kid wants to provide that for his dad, for his family. Um, uh, I, I think for me, the ending did manage to then show both perspectives in that way about parents wanting to provide for their kids and vice versa in the long hmm. run. Um, but, uh, yeah,
1: that's what I get. Yeah, it's, that's a valid point, and, yeah. and that is interesting to, to consider. I, I think that, that that's the best interpretation and the most interesting one that, that you could have for that ending. Um, I, I don't know that I love it but I definitely like that more than the the way that I watched it the second time which was just kind of exhausting um, mm. once again to bring up a movie that I can't believe is still being brought up by me this much that I had no intention of speaking about this often it just reminded me of The Last Black Man in San Francisco um, mm. and the goal of, of getting the house and how empty of an idea that is the material wealth Um, Mm. I, I mean, it's a valid point to like, want to care for your family and stuff, but you, the house doesn't mean too much, um, compared to another place Mm. that he could buy immediately and sneak his dad out of that house, um. Mm. You know, like, if I actually, like, put myself through the the ringer on thinking that through, like, just get a different house that's much more affordable, that provides you the same level of, of pleasure that you can get earlier pleasure and hurts. quicker, and then hire someone with the extra money to sneak your dad out of that house
0: and go mm-hmm. get him,
1: and boom. You know, like, if I was to think that all the way through, I just, I don't Bothersome. get it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the movie I ended up uh, thinking about after the fact was uh, Us, Jordan Peele's Us, just for the motif of um, the high and the low of classes and mm-hmm. the, the marginalized. Um, I would actually maybe sort of liken Jordan Peele to Bong Joon-ho, maybe kind of think of him as a as a kind of U.S. counterpart just in being interested in crafting socially conscious thrillers.
1: That's an extreme um, compliment you just put on Jordan Peele.
0: Yeah, I think the craftsmanship is different, for sure. I think this is a better I think it's definitely
1: different. That's a nice way to say not as good.
0: <laughs> yeah. To me, why? while the craftsmanship is maybe of a simpler caliber to someone like David Fincher, um, I think of David Fincher as being pretty humorless. He doesn't yeah, usually... Um, Weave that much humor or comedy into his movies versus I something think Social like Network,
1: us. Zodiac, um, God, e- even The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo have have a layer of of uncomfortable laughter to them. Absolutely, we really? yeah those the feel very solid for to sure. Me. Um, um, not in the Zodiac same way that sure. I think
0: Us does or Get Out where those are laughs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peel has irony, whereas... But, but, I mean, if we're just saying laughs in, in a Fincher movie, I mean, the Robert Downey Jr. interactions with Jake Gyllenhaal and Zodiac particularly are, like, just hilarious.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think of Gone Girl, Zodiac, as brooding, dark thrillers. They might have comic relief. Yeah. But I would not consider comedy to be a strain in them, really, in the same way that it is in... Um, You mean um, as
1: like part of the genre of the piece? Yes. Yeah. yeah, 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 Okay. Okay.
0: Um,
1: Sorry, I thought you meant like content-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Fincher's got some pretty brutal laughs.
0: Yeah. Um, And just kind of the the motif of uh, doppelgangers. Obviously, it's Mm -hmm. it's explicit in us. um, But there that there is a one-to-one match, you know, of the families in Parasite. And the obliviousness of the privileged to the marginalized. Yeah. Um, I think rings uh, just strike me as similar. Um, I think I would rather watch those two together than this and Snowpiercer. Which I feel like are maybe treading too similar of ground. I don't know. I don't know that I Mm. can quite get at why. Um, I think...
1: Why do you think Snowpiercer and not Okja?
0: Um because of it when i think of okja i think of the, the most of the ideas there are like about environmentalism um whereas i think about these other ones that we were talking about is more explicitly about about class
1: okay okay yeah yeah i mean the subtext of okja is i i think what i would point to as being the same whereas yeah overtly it's about genetically modifying organisms and the outcome of factory farming, but underneath that is the class system and all that stuff. Uh, mm. Well, yeah, mm. and and in this, I guess the the subtext of like when we see the father is he's dealing in these electronic goods um, that we don't really know how to mm. interpret,
0: uh, yeah, because we don't
1: mm. get enough time with those.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know that you can extract class like entirely from any of them. I would probably put, even though I haven't even seen it, I'd probably put the host in Okja. Over in the more environmentally conscious category The class thrillers um, Snowpiercer and Parasite And maybe a different branch of his Um, oeuvre
1: Then we just need to watch Mother
0: (laughs) And Mother uh, Memories of Murder, that's more Hmm. Fincher-like But that has real slapstick comedy to it That's another one I need Um, to see Oh, okay, sorry Um, But uh, yeah, interesting body of work well,
1: uh favorite performer out. for me was the dad of the low-class family. I was just astounded by his performance, and I've been meaning to look up his his particular list of credits and kind of do a cursory search of what the best is and go watch those, because I, I really responded to yeah. him as a performer. really like what I saw.
0: I think I would agree. Um, he maybe has just the most comedy pathos uh and he's also kind of frightening. it's all kind of wrapped up into one right um, yep. when he's just on the brink of hitting his wife that that was uncomfortable
1: and then begins um, laughing
0: mm-hmm. uh yeah just really carefully managed tone there mm-hmm. um he's, he's or when good.
1: he's smoking without any hands while he's folding pizza boxes during the fumigation.
0: Uh, yeah. Nice impressive
1: yes
0: he's good. But yeah, strong cast. Uh, We haven't really talked about um, ensembles, which we'll get to, right? Mm -hmm. Can we do our year-end of the list? This would probably be up there for me. Um, I think it's uh, uh, a pretty solid cast.
1: Probably not for me, but I I agree it is a solid cast. Um, I think I'd put Climax over it, for sure. I'd put the uh, Don Quixote film, um, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, over Mm. it, for sure. Um, and then just like obviously, you know, Arctic. <laughs> right, right. Big cast, strong. Yeah, yeah. Just huge casts. The polar bear, great performance. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, should we sound off? I I think that's it for now.
0: Till next time. Run!
1: Go! Get to the chopper! We have to go. With you. That was brilliant. You're the best, and we love you!
0: And that's another one in the can.